Hello, Vamika. So, were you ever a kid? Oh uh, yeah, obviously. Okay, so tell me, what were you doing at the age of nine? At the age of nine, I don't know, studying, going for dance class, stuff like that. Oh yeah, dance and all. Okay. <laughs> so, consider Ryan Kaji. At age nine, he is a YouTube sensation. He has his own channel called Ryan's Toy Review. where he tries out new sto- new toys and he has this huge audience among kids and he has 8 million subscribers and in the last year he earned 22 million dollars in fact he has his own show on nickelodeon and he ho- also has associations with brands like walmart and target who use his brand to uh, sell their own products wow at the age 9 that is yep. quite crazy so ryan is one of those uh, kid influencers which retailers and brands have been using these days to reach out to kids and uh, let's let's talk to Ryan what does he have to say about uh, his audience why do you think all these kids out there like watching your videos because i'm entertaining and i'm funny <laughs> but the question here is why do kids like him what's the secret recipe and that's exactly what we'll be discussing today hello everybody my name is utkarsh and i am joined by my good friend vamika and today in our podcast we'll be looking at the psychology behind marketing to kids we'll look at the brands that have successfully done this in the past and finally we will also look at the ethical and legal considerations about this topic so to start off vamika you tell me what were some of your most memorable brands as a kid um well i think the first thing that comes to my mind is definitely cheetos So I was a huge Pokemon fan, and so I used to really look forward to Cheetos because you used to get those um, free Pokemon toys, you know, Tazos, and I used to love collecting those and exchanging them with my friends at school. And in fact, that was like an integral part of my childhood. Yeah, I think I'm I'm with you there because uh, I I had like a few thousand Beyblades <laughs> and those Tazos, and uh, that was the only reason I would buy Uncle Chips and Cheetos, and I think that. Uh, was one of my most uh, prized possession as a kid yeah but you know what's super interesting that even today brands are using the same tactic i mean look at kinder joy it's definitely the cheetos of this generation and in fact they entered the indian market quite late but have still become like the top player in india with 1500 crore revenue per year uh, and the secret behind their success is that they have this freebie that they give and um you know how kids are right they're so imaginative so creative so they're really attracted to the freebie that kinder joy gives and that's how they've made insane amount of sales in the past few years crazy crazy so let's start off our podcast by understanding exactly how a kid's mind works because it's very different from how our minds as adults work and also for our listeners uh, in this podcast when we talk about kids uh, we're considering the age group of 4 to 10 and in order to understand how a child's brain develop we spoke to a psychologist and a professor from bhopal and here's what she had to say about this topic so mind is a kind of matlab conscious part jo hai to us के हिसाब से हम लोग ये कहते हैं कि उसमें तीन हिस्से हैं एक ईद और ईगो और सुपर ईगो ऐसा कहलाता है तो ईद पार्ट इज सेल्फिश पार्ट जो कि बेसिकली अपनी नीड्स को जानता है और वो और कुछ नहीं समझता तो उसकी जो डेवलपमेंट होती है तो वो उस समय ये जानता है कि मुझे भूख लग रही है ये मेरे खाने की चीज है ये मुझे चाहिए ये मुझे चाहिए 
तो वो ये जानता है सिर्फ कि ये दिस आई वॉन्ट उसके आगे पीछे का वो कुछ नहीं सोचता था वो जब तीन साल का रहता है उस समय तक वो डेवलप होना उसका जो ईगो पार्ट होता है ईगो मतलब जो हम नॉर्मल लैंग्वेज में जिसको ईगो कहते हैं ये वो ईगो नहीं होता ये अलग ईगो वर्ड उसको दिया है लेकिन वो जो पार्ट है ना वो ये समझता है कि क्या अच्छा है और क्या बुरा है और सुपर ईगो पार्ट जो है वो हमेशा आइडियल चीजों पे ही काम करता है मतलब वो आइडियोलॉजी एक तरह से सुपर ईगो पार्ट कहलाता है तो ईगो डेवलप होना शुरू हो जाता है थ्री टू फाइव और फाइव के बाद जो होता है वो उसका सुपर ईगो जो पार्ट होता है जो अच्छा 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 आइडियल वाला पार्ट जो होता है ना वो डेवलपमेंट उस एज के होतीवेलपमेंट Actually, there's another theory. It's called the uh, four cognitive stages of childhood development. And basically, in that, what they say is that when children are between the age of two and seven, uh, they start to develop memory and imagination. So they're at their peak curiosity, and they're able to understand things symbolically and understand ideas of the past and the future. And then comes the age uh, between seven to eleven. During this stage, children become much more aware of external uh, environment. and as well as feelings other than their own so they become less egocentric and i guess they begin to understand that not everyone shares their thoughts beliefs or feelings so the idea is that from this age which is 2 to 11 children are quite naive they pay attention to advertisements and this gives marketing and brands a huge opportunity to really influence their minds and get them to buy certain products after the age of 11 they become much older they become more mature and that's when they start like looking at things more logically and rationally so i guess this is when they start developing their more adult brain right definitely and uh, since we're talking about advertisements here today i think it is imperative that we talk about persuasion uh, the established route of persuading adults is either through rational arguments which is called central processing or through uh, stuff like music colors jingles etc which are peripheral cues um do you think this applies uh, similarly to kids i'm sure it doesn't yeah you know actually this is really interesting um but what we found is that there is research that shows that kids actually view most ads peripherally that means that music background superheroes all of these make a huge difference to them and we spoke to a few kids just hear them talk about their favorite ad So Arna, which is your favorite ad? My ad, um, it's the Choco's one. It's so good. You that there's that Coco monkey. He he does all those stunts, and then there's all that nice music, and there's a such a cool there's such cool flavors like Choco vanilla and all. It's so good. It's like Choco and vanilla, and they come in so many shapes. I really like them. Okay, let's just see the ad in question, right? Um let's see what the big deal is about. Chocolate, yum, vanilla. Mhm. Yum, vanilla. So kids, now chocolate do it how cute. Vanilla chocolate ka double maza chahiye hi chahiye. I mean yeah, I mean I totally get why a kid would like this. It has fast music jingles even even as a cartoon character in it and no wonder uh, arnav here likes this ad 
Yeah, I know. I agree. But you know, another interesting thing is that while it's true that kids look at all these other factors like music um, and background um, colors, etc., if an ad actually tries to make a bad argument, for example, an ad says that if you eat this toffee, you'll become Superman. Kids are able to identify this ad as false, and then they're really quick to judge the product as bad as well. So basically, you can't fool kids that much. Also, yeah, exactly. And I think historically, we've seen that brands have always tried to advertise to kids, be it your iconic action ka school time ad, or be it your Excel uh, world me rahunga main ghar nahi jaunga main. And uh, the real reason why brands have uh, so desperately wanted to advertise to kids is because kids. Have a superpower. Their superpower is called pester power. Yeah. So there was this time once when we went into the um a shop, my mom and me and my brother, and then there we were just looking through for fun, and then we saw this epic, the latest flavor of Mentos. It was the um. Rainbow flavor, which was very good, and then it was all, ra- all the different type of um, flavors mixed, and then we really wanted it. We begged our mother, but our mother said we can't get it; it's too much price. And then we tried so much, but she kept on saying no and making excuses. I didn't like that. अरे पूछो मत तंग कर देते हैं कभी तो दुकान में जाओ तो किसी चीज के पीछे पड़ जाएंगे जब तक लेकर नहीं तो घूमते रहेंगे घूमते रहेंगे वही चीज के लेने के लिए बोलते रहेंगे फिर अंत में तंग इतना तंग करते हैं इतना तंग करते हैं कि दिलाना ही पड़ता है ओ गॉड आई रियली फील सॉरी फॉर पेरेंट्स इन फैक्ट um it's found that over 25% of parents take their children with them when they shop so i can only imagine how much this pester power plays uh comes into picture when parents are taking their children to these shops in fact we spoke to a famous child psychologist in mumbai and she explained how pester power has actually increased nowadays because of the increased screen time here's what she had to say a part of the brain which we call as a frontal lobe which is involved in planning which is involved in um being able to regulate themselves okay which means if i'm feeling upset um then i want some i want something and therefore i'm upset but if if i tell you that okay i'll give it to you after like say few hours or even after few days the ability to hold that excitement inside the ability to be okay with getting it after some time which we call as delayed gratification uh, is becoming lesser because of this i mean you know they all know that at the touch of a button i get what i want right in terms of uh, when you start using devices so the ability to be able to hold on to what is not immediately available is diminishing so you are seeing more behavior tantrums in children wherein uh, i want something and i just want it you know i don't know how to wait hmm. i don't know how to wait for my turn i don't know what it is to get something only on certain occasions right so those skills are beginning to diminish in children uh, with respect to 
the current uh, view of devices and that is where all the advertising happens right you're right i mean screen times have increased universally and uh, even brands have been able to identify this and they've been able to see how addicted kids are to the mobile phone or a laptop or a tv so we spoke to some kids about uh, what kind of ads they watch and where exactly they're watching these ads can you recollect few advertisements that you watched pediatric advertisements public advertisements nan grow then bmw is... cars advertisements okay where do you typically watch advertisements in tvs um i watch ryan he gives these toy reviews and he's super cool he really makes buying stuff from amazon easy Uh, so Anna, where all have you seen advertisements? Um, I've seen advertisements on TV, like watching news and when there's half times and breaks in matches, and they even come on YouTube like pop-up ads. They keep giving deals and all, and then we even sometimes while playing games, like there's one game called Flip Skater. I keep playing it, and there's always an ad break coming. after four five rounds okay so they said they watched ads on tv youtube games and they look at influencers brands seem quite desperate to reach out to kids don't you think yeah they're quite desperate so actually you know what uh, let me give you a quick riddle are you ready okay all right so what is common between good night which is a mosquito repellent brand and horlicks are iconic parlegi and savlon which is another antiseptic take a guess mm, i don't know have they all released a competition for ima yeah maybe maybe not uh <laughs> here's the answer have a look parlegi ki shakti dhoom chaye samne koi tik na paaye so we asked some kids how they feel about chota beam being being in these ads yeah so um i saw in a chota bee movie it's called the Him- himalayan adventure so in one scene there was chota beam and he had a palaji uh, packet and it had chota it has his picture on it so he opens the packet and he gives palaji to all his friends and all and they suddenly get all these powers and they go to find the robbers okay wow this is honestly one of the best dad integrations i've ever seen but you know if you think about it superheroes are like celebrities for kids i mean they have the same power right and since we're talking about celebrities for kids let's come back to our youtube sensation ryan and you must have seen uh, how how fond of ryan they are right and that's the deal with kids influencers these days that kids look at them as a friend as someone they they can relate to yeah dude but ryan is pretty cute 
right he is okay can you imagine someone as cute and little as ryan having a lawsuit on him <laughs> what a lawsuit for oh, that poor little kid yeah in fact last year um, his his youtube channel came under fire because a complaint was filed at the uh, at the, at the FD, ftc uh, and the claim was that uh, the channel administrators basically his parents they were not doing full disclosure whenever they were doing sponsored videos which means that the lines between commercial content and uh, their organic content was being blurred and since a majority of their videos is actually sponsored uh, by toy brands uh, and they cater to the age below 5 uh, it meant that those kids were not being able to understand that they were being advertised to uh, so the claim was that ryan and his parents were being unethical in their conduct oh wow but you know uh, products for kids have always been under really tight tight scrutiny in fact our favorite kinder joy was also banned in the us um basically it was because they have uh, in the us there's a law about not having non edibles like toys inside the edible product and also a lot of activists have been campaigning against kinder joy for advertising an unhealthy product especially to primary school children which is actually against the us law and the kinder joy ban in the us has actually rekindled the debate about the ethics of advertising to kids Yeah, you know, um, there is a lot of literature on this topic. Did you know that brands are not even allowed to do marketing research with kids, let alone marketing to them? According to this product manager at a leading chocolate company in India, um, companies these days try to do whatever market research they can with mothers. I guess because mothers are the decision makers after all. Right. But you know, in any case, I can't imagine doing any research with them. and we know this because this is what happened when we tried why are you even asking me this questions wow that that kid is really frustrated i don't blame him but <laughs> on a more on a more serious note uh, the laws today do not allow direct advertising to kids and the, the ads need to have a parent in them and they need to be as close to reality as possible and uh, this is evident from brands like oreo or maggi and the advertising standards council of india or the ascii is the is an organization which decides the laws for advertising in india and it works towards ensuring the protection of the interests of consumers and apart apart from ascii the ftc or the federal trade commission in the usa is also looked at uh, for ident- identifying best practices and uh, finally uh, companies themselves have their own internal uh, procedures and regulatory bodies uh which need to be complied with whenever making ads for kids yeah i mean i know that this sounds like there are a lot of legal hurdles for all of these companies but brands have found ways to skirt these laws and play in the gray area for example kinder joy the reason why kinder joy could advertise so heavily is because they actually claimed that advertisements were not for the food item that is the chocolate but actually for the toy that came with it So what they claimed was that our toys are educational because you have to put them together yourself, and there are instructions that come, and so we're actually an educational product, and that's how they got away with advertising so much. Let's just play it here. लगाओ 
इमेजिनेशन को जोड़ो इमेजिनेशन को जोड़ो खेलो खाओ खाओ खेलो इमेजिनेशन को जोड़ो इमेजिनेशन को जोड़ो सिक्सटी एट न्यू सरप्राइजेस फ्रॉम किंडर जॉय इमेजिनेशन को जोड़ो शेडी स्टफ एंड इवन वी स्पोक टू एन एक्स ब्रांड मैनेजर एट हर्शीज and she told us that the law does not allow junk food to be advertised so when hershey's wanted to make its chocolate spread seem healthy what they did was that they advertised their spread being applied on a paratha and they claimed that their spread was very healthy and when they were officially confronted um, they said that those health benefits and nutritional claims were actually applicable when the spread was being consumed with the paratha as was shown in the ad and uh, basically they were trying to be uh, uh, you know over smart about it and another common practice in the industry is that brands know that they are not following the guidelines uh, but they let the ad be on air in spite of that and they let it be on air until an official complaint is filed against them and they hope that their desired message is actually delivered in that time span okay wow this is honestly getting shadier as we speak about it uh but another trend that i picked up from our conversation uh with the product manager was that now brands themselves are starting to move towards a more healthy portfolio primarily because children are getting so educated and they children themselves are kind of um looking at this kind uh, at nutritional requirements and they are themselves trying to demand um, nutritional products and so big companies like nestle hershey's mondelez they're all trying to move to like a healthy portfolio whether it's investing in soy milk or yogurt um and i also think that like as laws become more and more strict in the coming years it makes sense to do this it makes sense to move away from junk food advertising and move towards like more healthy products but you know another dimension of advertising that i think we should discuss is the impact that ads have on how we view society um and i'm quite sure that it must be super amplified for children definitely i think uh, the effect that ads ads have on children is much more than on us as adults and uh, i mean we're not denying that ads are good ads are definitely a force for good and they have this huge advantage of uh, providing information but they also have uh, adverse effects and we need to be wary of that and uh, they often uh, further stereotypes and at a very young impressionable age this can have a huge impact um, more specifically i'm talking about ads like barbie which cater to just girls or maybe ads like hot wheels or transformers or nerf guns which are uh, for boys what do you what do you think about this yeah in fact i remember those ads so vividly and i think that makes the responsibility on parents and caretakers even more like immense right and um it's good now parents are becoming more perceptive and aware about all of this but i think there's still a long way to go given how much content children are consuming and i guess like some ways that a parent can deal with this is like demystifying the ad telling children that it's not um how the ad is uh, portraying it to be like society is not like that Um we spoke to the psychologist in Mumbai about this and she had some advice for parents actually this is what she had to say it's lovely to kind of have a conversation about what they really what they see so help them understand fact versus reality 
and uh-huh. having open conversations about it um and apart from that you know you can kind of help them understand okay if advertising is so addictive then what else can we do with it that do we really need to know um uh what we say how do we get to know of things na that's so you need advertising but maybe we can kind of limit it to knowing that okay don't believe anything until you have had a first hand experience so set certain rules for establishing facts versus reality i think that's some very solid advice for parents and uh, i don't think it's just parents that need to assume more responsibility in fact brands themselves also need to have uh, a much more responsible conduct and uh, it is heartening to see that some brands have actually realized that uh, this additional responsibility and they're being much more aware of this uh, additional power that they have and uh, i think it is it is very important that more and more brands uh, get inspired and be more responsible a very good example of a good job done at kids advertisement is the very uh, very famous hath mu bum ad by uh, unilever are you familiar yeah i know that was quite an iconic campaign let's just play it here asanu yaad rakhna hath mu bum hath mu क्या है ये हाथ मुंह बम बीमारी से बचने का तरीका कैसे हाथ खाने से पहले साबुन से धोएंगे मुंह पिएंगे प्योरिफाइड पानी पिएंगे बम साफ टॉयलेट में शौच करेंगे गुड हैबिट Yeah, I, honestly, this was a really iconic ad, and it created a huge impact. And I think we can only hope that more and more brands will take to such ethical stances in the future. But I guess that's a conversation for another day, uh, and we'll cover that in our next podcast. So that's it from our end. Thank you so much for sticking around till the end. Okay, Tata, love you, my dosto. Bye, bye. Tata, like or share, kar dena.